Today's uh, daf we learned daf zayin and we begin from the next mishnah halacha gimel. Korosha amru chava kedei lekabel ariach v'ariach chazi lebena shoshalash tvachim. So the Korah itself, now we're, just, we're going to determine its uh, makeup, its material in terms of how strong it has to be, its dimensions, etc. So the first Mishnah talks about its dimensions, and it says it has to be wide enough that it can it can hold an Ariach. Now, Ariach, it says, is half a brick, and the bricks were three by three Tvachim. So half a brick is one and a half by three. So therefore, therefore it's sufficient, like I've shown in the picture, on the sheet, that it, is, it just has to be wide and one tefach wide. So if the riach is right lying along, it's like aligned with the narrow part. So it's length aligned with the length of the of the beam. Therefore, it would uh, one tefach would be sufficient because it would the extra half a tefach of the width would sort of um, sort of spill over on each side, and that would be enough uh, sufficient to support it. Now, why is that the case? Why does it have to support bricks? That is because the as Reb Chaim explains, because then it looks like it's something more substantial there, as if it's placed there for building on top of, and therefore it's much more of a significant. We can call it a heker, if it's mishum heker. Again, we're discussing is a heker is a, is a mishum mechitza, but in any event, it has to have look like it's it's put there deliberately and substantially. Okay, so Amar dumus shel arichim What that means is, it's not. A, it doesn't mean in the Mishnah to support one brick. It means that's to be able to support the whole thing along his entire length bricks. So not like I showed in the picture. I'm just showing you in the picture in that way for the purpose of just illustration of dimensions. But really, bricks have to be able to run along the whole thing. So as we'll see in a moment, in terms of that would be obviously more than one. But we'll see exactly how many that is in a moment. However, Tanur Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel says. So he says it has to be wide enough such that it can support the ariach in the other configuration. So its length is across the width of the of the Korah, like you can see in the next picture. So not one tefach wide, well, it sounds at least according to the time, explains it has to be three tefachim wide, because that's the length of this ariach, as you can see in the picture. So Gemara says, my benehun, what's a nafkimina? So other than the nafkimina, what the width of this Korah is, meaning in terms of how strong it has to be. Because it has to be able to support it has to support Now, I'm not sure if you noticed that I switched the Isrim and Arabim around. That's where Abhaim switches it. Um, he does try and bring an explanation according to the second, the way we have it in front of us, but I'll just explain it way it switched around. Meaning, if we're assuming the the Korah is 10 amot wide, that's its maximum width, we've been talking about, because if it's more than 10 amot, 10 amot wide, you need to now have it to Atapetach. So at its maximum width of 10 amot wide, according to Chachamim, it has to support 20. Why? Because one amma is six amot, so six tfachim. Okay? Therefore, when it says an Ariach is three amot long, it's really a half an amma. So if that's the case, if I place as many bricks as possible on Tanamot, that means it has to support 20 bricks. However, Rabbi Gamliel, like I show you in the picture, who turns it, the brick, in terms of how it supports it, well, that means each brick is really along, if, uh, the width of it, which is really along the length of this Korah, is really a quarter of an Amma. Okay? So therefore, it have to support 40 bricks. So again, not only has to be wide, it has to be more substantial to support it. Okay, let's continue. What about if you don't have an amma wide? It's only a chatzia amma wide in the next picture. 
Okay, how much space can I have between them to support it? So the first meaning, uh, uh, how how big can the gap be? Okay, because if we're talking we're talking about the fact to support a brick, it, it might not necessarily relate to the concept of lavud anymore. Because if it's you know three tefachim wide, it's not going to be able to support our brick because our bricks are only one and a half tefachim wide. So what what happens? So according to the first opinion, Reb Zira mana chazi tefach, it has to be chazi tefach. Why? Ma ben chazi tefach mikan vechazi tefach mikan vechazi betefach beemtza. In other words, according to the way we described in the Mishnah, the brick overhang in total over both sides of a, of a half a tefach. Because again, when it's this theoretical brick that's sitting there, it's one and a half tefachim wide, and the width of the korah is one, so really it's hanging over by each, say, like korah tefach on either side. So the first rationale, if I've got two korot of a half a tefach, like in this picture here, the space in between, like, well, I can just place that, if, if I had a tolerance of allowing a half a tefach to spill over on each side, well, therefore I can have a tolerance of placing a half tefach, a tefach in the middle of the two korot. What difference does it make? Okay, so in other words, that's it says here. Rabbi Zira says, What difference does it make if I've got a chazi tefach that's spilling over on each side, or if I have a half tefach of a chazi tefach? However, Tanarev Roshai, Rabbi Shai says, actually, you can have even more than that. You can have a full tefach. Why can you have a full tefach? Because it's not a matter of a spilling over of space and how we uh, distribute it. It's nothing to do with that. It's got to do with it, it can support a brick. And if our brick here is one and a half tefachim wide, I can only really have a space, airspace underneath of that tefach because I need some, if you like, meat or board that the, that the, um, that the brick can rest on to support it. Because if it's exactly, uh, you know, one and a half tefachim, the, the brick will just fall, fall straight through, it needs to be, a, a the, the, the maximum can be a, a tefach. So he allows even more. Because the first opinion was a chazi tefach space in between these two korot, and now we're saying a full tefach, like in the picture number four. Okay, um, Reb Chaim says because in that way, um, because that way you can each have an etzba width on each of these korot where it can rest. Okay, let's continue. So now up to the next picture on page two. What if you've got two korot? And each is a just a little bit more than a third. In other words, and between them is just less than a third. So this is even like less board than we had in the previous case. The previous case, the total board width when you combine the two was a tough, right? And the question was how much space can we have in between? Here we're saying it's actually... The whole tefach width, which we normally require, is now going to be including the airspace between these two very narrow boards. Each is because it, each each of the each of the boards a little bit more than a third, and the space is a little bit less. So we say, and that works. Why? What's this talking about? This is referring to Arigu Reb here. He says he's referring to Rishuot on Shabbat. That for for a rishut on Shabbos to be considered rishut siyach, it has to at least be four tefachim wide. Ve'ka'amar in the Amrim Rechaim, debo bechuleto mitzdarfim la'arba. If I've got a a pit and the and the sort of the edging or the rim around the pit itself is high, we say that 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 the edging and the space of the hole itself can combine to make the top of it like a rishut. And I was damud ha'ino akot le'abor. And that way, on top of the board would be a Rosh However, so in other words, we see that the airspace 
between, like the hole within the between the walls of this bore can combine to define the Rishot on top of Rosh Yachid. So too, we apply the same logic by this these boards here. The air space in between these two boards can combine. However, However, the omed, the standing part, meaning the actual existing wall, has to be much, has to be in the majority much more than the parots, the space in between. So just as like when it came to Rishos and Shabbos, when it came to the ball, that the hole has to be smaller than the the uh, the walls that give it on the side. So too here, that's why the space has to be less than a third compared to each of the korot themselves being more than a third. Like the Gemara continues. Sorry, I didn't finish the sentence because it's over the page of mine. That's why here, as you can see in the picture, each of the korot are bigger than the space in between. And if that's the case, if you can include the space to fill up our Korah being a tefah wide. Okay, let's continue. If you've got a Korah that sticks out from one wall, so you can see here, this is our Mavoy looking front on once again, the Korah is sticking all the way up, but it's not reaching this other, uh, the other end. Or if you've got you've got two chorus sticking up and they're not meeting at this, they're not meeting one another, like in the second picture on the second page. Okay. Sorry, if the space between them or the space between this chorus in the end is more than three tfachim or three tfachim, then you need then you need another chorus. You need to fill in the space because you don't have a chorus that's going across the mavoy. Vim love, if not, meaning if the space is small, you can rely on the wood and as if it's there, there's a one long piece of chorus going from one end to the other. So itani tani, there's another opinion says actually the space of tolerance we have is four. So again, we've seen this machloka before regarding it sounds like Lavud, where again it's Bechachamim and Gamliel, whether Lavud is three, we can say whether the principle of Lavud applies with a space less than three or less than four. Now now we hear the Svaras. avirat adam. Meaning the shit that holds its less than three of Lavud is because read behind the Misharmim Kabrit Adam, Mishum Shukolara Mechola Avor Derek Pirza, Lochachov Kastum. In other words, the when do we say Lavud? That's when someone can't pass through the space. And therefore it has to be less than three. Because if so, if it's more than three, someone can pass through and you can't say it's Satum. Because some, if someone can pass through, you can't say it's all sealed. However, the shita that says that it's Lavud is if it's less than four, I'll read Reb Chaim now. He says that's kedemakom shukol she'ain pirtza dalad shumakom chashuba katekasatumhu. Meaning, it's based on the principle of whether we've got a chashuv space like the dinay shabbos. And as soon as you've got a chashuv space, you can't say it's filled in. But if it's not considered a, it's a halachik like a makom, even a person can walk through it; it's not a problem. Okay, then you can still sell it. Next case, Korah. Korah. Next case. Oh, this is picture number three. Korah sheroshu achad lamala mesrim amav roshu achad lamata mesrim amah. Uh, what if you've got a car that's on a slant and it's sticking up above 20 amot? So, um, so effectively what you do is you slice off. You imagine as if any part of the car above 10 tfach, uh, above 20 amot is sliced off. And if there's less than three fachim to the wall, then you're fine. But if not, not. In other words, we can't consider anything above the 10 tfachim as part of this car. Okay, we don't go majority, minority, it's nothing related to that. It's got to do with do I have a Korah that reaches the end of the wall, excluding the part that's above? Similarly, what if you've got a beam where it's now very low down? Because the Korah has to be above 10 Tvachim from the ground. 
So part of it runs underneath then Fafi. So once again, Raina Shilu Yakub Batoch Shosha, Bhud Nired Batochasara, it's Ratvahim Mutavim Lavla. Again, once again, we slice it off and we see if, if there is enough of it within above ten tfachim, then it's okay. Now I just want to add one point. When I say when it says ruin shloshah, meaning I'll just make it more precise because it doesn't mean mamash slice it at the twenty amot, meaning shiim already claim shiimi kotatakora ad pachot migimul mina kotel. If you cut it now, what it's saying is, see, uh, the way I described it is, is if you slice it at 20 amot, is it within 20 from, is, is it within three tfachim from the wall? But that's not exactly, I mean, the, the end result is exactly the same. It's just the way you read in the Gemara is, Shimikot, if you cut the Korah three, less than three tfachim from the wall, and then, and then the whole Korah will be betoches srim, the whole Akimimot will be in other words, it's exactly the same, same thing, right? The way I explained it is you slice the beam at 20 amot and see if it's within three tfachim from the wall, whereas the way you meant to read the Gemara is you slice it within three tfachim from the actual wall and see, do I have the whole beam below 20 amot? That's just, uh, I'm just being more particular in the language, but it's effectively exactly the same thing. Now, the question is, is there more than three tfachim worth about 20 amot at the end of the day? Okay, let's continue. No more pictures from me. The rest we can just visualize. Um, I've got two beams, each a half a tefach, and I need them together to make a full tefach wide to make give me, give me, give me my korah. And but they're not aligned with one another. They're sort of one's higher than the other. So the Gemara says, What we do with view, we can. It's called like chavut rami, meaning we view the top one as if it's lower down, right next to it. Okay. That's what we have here. But I read Reb Chaim. He says, We look at the bottom one as if it's above. And that must be like Shita Rabbi Huda. Because what we'll see in the, um, in the next Mishnah is when it comes to this Korah, does it have to be the dimensions to support a brick? Or does it also have to be strong enough to support a brick. Till now, we've been assuming it has to be strong enough, like we saw in the Mishnah, to support not just one brick, 20 bricks. And Rabbi Yudha says, no, it just has to have the dimensions of it, even if it's not strong enough. That's the next Mishnah. So here, when they're not the same, uh, not the same level, and we're saying, oh, you can view them as if they're aligned, well, it must be Shid Rabbi Yudha that doesn't have to physically actually support it. Because if it's Shid HaChachamim, they won't be able to support it because they're not side by side. Okay, so the sense, continue. Rachel, Afobisha he shall cash for in Rui la Cabela Riach, Rinoto Kilu, he shall matechat, you know, the viewer as if it's metal. Sachinami, so too. Spirule Ruin, Omdobze Elzo, therefore contributor will see him as if they're all lined up with one another. But Tautashmun in Rebu Huda, Chadamichabud Rami, one is we say Chabud Rami that we can view them aligned with one another. Dafa Bushazula Malamizu, Amrinan, we still say Chabud Rami, Vikilu and Dot Elzo Elzo, as if they're one by the other. Okay, one next to the other. But if they wouldn't be able to support it, then we say even he wouldn't say it would work. Let me just have a look. Yeah, I, I misread a word. So let, let's go. Over, let's go. Let's go over the Gemara again just to finish off. So in other again, we can only say that we view one as if they're sort of coming at the same level 
provided that neither of them are in a space that would be invalid on their own for the concept of an error. Meaning if one of the two things is above 20 or one of the two was below 10, we can't say, okay, we can rely on Chavut Rami to slide them next to each other to make that one beam within the halachic kosher space. Okay? That's it. You want to ask something? Yeah. The, uh, what's, the, what's the fundamental principle here? It's how it looks to the how it looks to one who is going in or out of the reshut, or it's or the, the din is only physical, or at least theoretically physical. Because it sounds like you could have two boards that are radical. That one is one is in relative terms, you know, up to twenty, and the other is much lower. Correct. And and it may not serve as a hacker like that. Well, contribute we it, it's enough. Meaning a board across the top, okay, the presence of the board across the entrance of the thing is a hacker itself. The question is, what is, what, how substantial does that have to be to be considered a hacker? Okay, that's exactly right. So it sounds like a coin to review Huda, it's just a matter of dimensions. And even if those dimensions are satisfied halachically by using other principles like Havud Rami, that would be satisfactory. Like we've already seen, you can rely on the concepts of like Lavud and things like that in order to sort of make it extend across walls or make sure that enough of it is within the uh, within the so-called region. So he's saying another thing. In other words, I don't require to be physically able to support a beam. You can even rely on just the dimensions alone, even even resting on halakhi principles to qualify those dimensions. That's kind of what uh-huh. he's saying. Okay. Uh-huh. So in other words, so we're using principles which are not which which are not truly visual. Even though the foundation of the din is that it should be, okay. it should be visible. Correct, correct. Oh, okay. But but it sounds like anyway. But yes, correct. Fine. So Eshkach Tani Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda B'Shitat Aviv V'Cholek Alaviv. We see that Rabbi Yossi is actually holding by his father's opinion, as in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, and is Cholek on him. How B'Shitat David Amaru Ine Tatafna Kilo Kilo Lamala Bilu and Kilo Lamata. The first thing he holds like his father that you can rely on the Shita of Chavot Rami. Okay, meaning that you can simply, even if they're not one by the other, you can just slide them one next to another. It doesn't have to physically support it. However, he's calling on his father. Why? However, he's calling on his father. Why? Because his father said that Korah can be even above 20 Amot. So according to his father, theoretically, what you can have, you can have one of those half tefach beams at 30 Abod high, and the other one at, at 10, and it would still be okay. Whereas, again, we've just seen, according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, that he requires them both to be within the halachic range, according to the opinion of the Chachamim, between 10, 10 Fachim from the ground, and 20 Amot uh, from the ground as well, meaning within that space. Because in Tamar, Bishitabi, he was complete like his father, I feel like the Kama, even if it was, you know, well above it. Okay, I mean, it would have, one of them was well above 20 Amot. Let's continue. Rabbi Yossi Chinana ben Shalmei, Rabbi Yudan says Chinana ben Shalmei, so each of the said in the name of Rabbi Chinana ben Shalmei, in Seb Shem Rab, He says no. It only works, meaning the two beams to slay, I can slide them next to one another, is if we rely on the principle of the wood. Meaning, yes, they understand there is a, we agree with the idea of Chavud Rami, However, that's only when it's a substantially wide board. So it's a tefach wide. However, in this situation, each of them are a half a tefach. They're not wide enough to warrant or to qualify, I should say, for this, for this principle of Rami to slide one down next to the other. So therefore, they have to be within three tefachim from one another. Okay, let's continue. 
Next Mishnah. It doesn't have to be wide enough. It has to be strong enough to support, as we said, either or, or 20 of these bricks, according if it's 10, 10 amot wide. So, and Rabbi Yehuda says, Rechava, to be wide enough, dimension-wise, doesn't even if it's not strong enough, I can just view it as if it's metal, and that would work for me. Okay, next. Rechava lekebel ariach. Now, we bring a bright now. Tani Rabbi Shimon Omer, According to Rabbi Shimon, even if it's not wide enough, as long as it's strong enough. So you've got now opinion number three in this matter. Okay. Fine. In other words, what really qualifies is something of substance such that, in other words, like you can have like a thin metal beam across it, that would be good enough. So Rav, Rav Huna B'Shem Rav says, Halachik Rebbe Meir. Okay. And Rebbe Meir says, Tanakamana Mishnah. Rebbe Shmuel says, Halachik Rebbe Huda. Rebbe Yoshua Benevi says, Halachik Rebbe Shimon. So there's a three-way machloket Tanaim, and therefore there's a three-way machloket, what the halacha is amongst Amoraim. So Amar Shmuel Bar Karsana, Mekeven the Tema Lachiganim, Lachidanim, Mandevahachi, and Lochashash, Mandevahan, and Lachin Lochashash. Since you've got each of the Rabbanim say the Lachid differently, then, you know, each to his own, it sounds like, and you don't have to worry. However, Amar Abman, Mekeven the Itma Halachik Rabbanan, Shavkin Liachiban Yukrabanan. says, no. In our Mishu, we've got a Stantana, which is like, again, yes, it's like Shira Meir, but the Chachamim. So therefore, it's like a yachid against Rabbim. And in that situation, we say, no, halacha must be like Rebbe Meir, so like Chachamim, which just has to be Rachava lekabel ariach, ubriya lekabel ariach, and not like the pins of Rebbe Yehuda or Rebbe Shimon. Okay, next case. Rav Azal. Rav went to um, Azal lechad atar, went to a particular place and, place, and chama mavoy shirite. What's mavoy shirite? You can take out the word um, belichaya. Why? Because Reb Haim says shirite is a shon korah in its own right. Because the targum betzal korati is matagim betalala betalal sor shiruti. Okay. So in other words, he saw a korah, and that korah itself wasn't chazakah lekabel ariach. So yad lechutra ba'afla. What did he do? It wasn't strong enough to kabel ariach, and he knocked it down. Can't rely on this. Amalei Rav Huna. So so Am Rav Huna. So one second. Dik lekaim. Okay, so he knocked it down, and then what Rav Huna says, oh, but there's also a dekel standing by the entrance, a kapam. What was he trying to say there? It was dekel yasham betzad mavoy, Rav Chaim says, yesh lachom, mishum lechi. Okay, you've knocked down the Korah, but now we've got a lechi, so why can't we still carry in this thing? Even though it's what's called omen malav. In other words, I didn't place it there, it just happened to be growing there. So amarav, 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 rav, um, inui de Rav Huna gava, vinui de Rav late inun gava, you think he's the response to the Rav? He said, "Oh, your eyes saw it and mine didn't." In other words, I I know there's a there's there's a dekel there. However, this Shabbos I'm going to make it asul for him to carry in this mavoi because of the korah that was placed there. Next Shabbos I'll allow them to carry because of this dekel that is there. Meaning, yes, I agree that a lechet omen ma'alav, the presence of this dekel which grew there in its place, is sufficient for lechi. But this week, I'm not going to let them carry there. Why? Because otherwise, they'll think that it's okay because of the Korah. And that's not true. And, and what's the danger with that? The danger with that is, is that if someone cuts down this dekel, they'll keep relying on the Korah. That was there, the Korah that wasn't strong enough. So therefore, I have to assert this week that they can't carry in the Mavois to know that that Korah is effectively useless. And the next Shabbos, they'll realize when I let them carry, it's because of the Dekel itself. Okay? 
Because other that, that's the idea. Okay. Bit by Meima Deloyavun Savin Kurabihuda, the Rabihuda Marakaba Afapisha and Uburia. What's this saying? Rubhaim says it by Meima means time the Asar Bishabadzula wrote Halacha the Lok Rabihuda. Bishloya voli smoha korsha and ubriya. Okay. Um, which is which again to teach them that the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda, because Kurigur says Rechava Afapisha in a Bria, and it wasn't Bria, therefore it wasn't sufficient enough. Okay, um, fine. Now I'm not sure what the difference is by Meimar because that sounds exactly what we just said. I'd be to be corrected, but uh, we'll leave it here. There's another version of what's happening in the Gemara coming up, but uh, we'll see that in Mitzvah next year. Okay, Kol Tov, have a good Shabbos, everyone.